Hi everyone, it's Carter. A quick disclaimer before the episode. Riley and I are teachers in the real world. That's not made up for the show. But one thing we do make up are students. Riley and I take our roles as public community members seriously and would never use the real names or personal experiences of students in our classes, past or present. As such, any student names you hear us say are made up on the spot, and stories about our classes are highly editorialized for entertainment. Also, we like to keep our show clean of inappropriate language or content, but we feel that the stories themselves should be read without censorship of language. A content warning will be in the show's description in case we need one. That's it. Enjoy the fable, fellas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fable Fellas. I am one of the Fable Fellas who's telling fairy tales unfairly, and I am Carter. And I'm the other fella, and I am Riley. Welcome to the 30th episode of the Fable Fellas. Uh, truly an auspicious occasion. A real milestone. To celebrate, uh, Riley, and I didn't actually tell you this, but I've got a special guest. Oh? Yeah, I, I invited him over to... Uh, to say hi and uh, to answer any questions that you that you know you and I might have for him, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get up and let him kind of take over for a minute, okay? Uh, okay. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. Well, hello there. I've heard about this podcast of yours, and I thought I'd stop in. It's me, the king from every fairy tale. Oh my God! It's an honor, sir. <laughs> the honor is all mine. I've. I've been enjoying my time at Carter's very quaint <laughs> tiny condo. I, of course, have a castle and many, many tracts of land and, under my domain. And a high-rise apartment in one of the forests, as established in the last episode. That is correct. You, it's a beautiful location when you both want the, um, you want the calm of the woods, but the comforts uh, of a modern domicile. T truly. Uh, sorry, sir. I'm a little bit blown over. I was not expecting your presence on the show today. This is quite a get. I, I can't believe my co-host didn't tell me to prepare any questions. That's okay. I have a question for you. Uh, oh, not uh, really the way these usually go, but okay. Do you happen to want to marry one of my sons or daughters? Uh, I am good. I'm happily married, and I... Do not wish to fight any trolls, goblins, giants, or thereof. Ah, ah, very well. Do you happen to have any children who might want to marry one of my many sons or daughters? Around 120 of them, and I wouldn't recommend them to anybody, so no. My goodness, you've been as busy as I have. I uh, have all of these heirs to all of my many kingdoms, and yet I cannot seem to find enough suitors for each of them. Your lordship, did you agree to be on the podcast just because you really need to get your sons and daughters married? I've got to marry my sons and my daughters to some other people's sons and daughters. We need more fiefdoms to divide up my land. As you all know, I am always at the brink of death. And I always need to find more heirs to take over the lands that I control. Yeah, you kind of seem to be one of the characters that's under the most pressure in these stories. They don't recognize this enough. Thank you for seeing my own plight and my struggle as I deal with being exorbitantly wealthy and having an <laughs> armies of children. <laughs> yeah, like Jack, Molly, Whoopi, they've got their own issues of being homeless and being hungry and being poor. 
but you know, you've always got some sort of fantasy monster that's bothering the kingdom, or you've got one of your kids that's acting the fool, or you're trying to put together a contest that's basically you <laughs> making a fool out of your eldest child to get them to marry someone. It's not easy. Can I just say, Molly Whoopi was a, was a firecracker and efficient as well. I was able to marry off three of my sons because of Molly Whoopi. You just don't get that kind of efficiency with everybody. Yeah, it's really a lost art. She was fantastic. Do you happen to know anybody like her? Clever. Clever. Clever people. Who clever, can clever people. And by clever, of course, I mean uh, capable of tricking a giant into killing his three daughters. Everyone that I could recommend already has a partner. Ah, uh, well, my, uh, my, my, my job remains a massive undertaking. I really shouldn't have had so many sons and daughters. Yeah, you, uh, you really kept that one going, huh? I'm thinking about starting a competition for who gets my, my, my land and all of my wealth that I could maybe pit sort of my stupider sons and daughters against my more cleverer sons and daughters. Right, right. Separate the wheat from the chaff. Yes, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking something of a deadly competition next. Oh. Really get rid of, just really trim the fat on these guys. Now, usually we save the book recommendations for the end of the episode. Have you ever read The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins? No, tell me more. You know what? I'm just going to refer you to Ye Old Public Library. You can read that and see if uh see if the idea strikes you in any particular sort of way. Ah, I I I heard games and I love a good tournament. And I think I will take you up on this offer. If you like tournaments and hate having alive children around, this is the story for you. Fantastic. <laughs> that <clears throat> that checks two boxes. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me before I head to the old local library? <laughs> uh, how is the missus doing? <laughs> Exhausted. I can imagine, sir. I can imagine. <sighs> On account of, well, you, you obviously know that I don't lift a finger around my kingdom at all. Oh, absolutely. Um, I a real, be... the husband that was to mind the house vibe. Couldn't be asked, yes. Uh, I've I've let her know that if were I to attempt any chore whatsoever, I would die immediately. Uh, through some sort of bizarre and slapstick incident. As is the way, sir. As is the way. I once tried to wash a dish and I broke my ankle. <laughs> How did you manage that? Three places. Floors are slippery. You know, when we don't have modern plumbing. That, it's very... Hmm. That just brought up more questions, your lordship. Yes, well, I also don't know why I did any dishes. I have, obviously, servants and massive amounts of wealth. Mm, a story for another time, I'm sure. I think so. Well, it's been great to chat. Yes, thank you for joining us in the studio today, King from Every Fairy Tale. No problem. Maybe I'll stop by again. Well, Maybe. toodaloo! Take care! Oh, he seemed nice. Yeah, I, I can't believe we got a piece of royalty on the show before any of our immediate friends dude i know can you believe he was just like walking by on the street and i'd invite him i invited him up and he's been actually he's been crashing here for um a couple weeks now oh hmm. that's starting, not very king-like starting to get uh well you know and jesse just agreed to that well he is he's very powerful and wealthy see and we were thinking that if we could you know if we're nice for long enough we might 
get a slice without having to marry any of that, you know, any of his sons or daughters. Oh, but now it's starting to look like the king maybe has over-exaggerated his wealth and stature and control over his own life. Yeah, well, and and he doesn't do any chores. He offered to take the trash out once, and he broke his neck. He's been wow. in a brace. I know. It's he didn't he he didn't even pick anything up. He just offered and then <laughs> broke his neck. Wow, he really is a fish out of water. It is bizarre to watch this person attempt anything resembling living like us <laughs> us humble people do. Carter, if I may peek behind the curtain of this bit for a second, this pitch would make Boku bucks at DreamWorks. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, may- maybe if he sticks around long enough, we'll have enough material for a spec script. Yeah. Do you want to hear a story today? Uh, yes, but first... On the 30th episode of Fable Fellows, I have a gift for thee. A brand new segment for the show. <laughs> See, I also had a thing prepared. <laughs> okay, well, I've... I just put the bookmark back in the book. What are you talking about? I can't wait. Um, so... This is a segment that I'm calling Fable Fellas for Trivia. (laughs) 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 So I went back to listen to all 29 of our previous episodes in order to kind of pay attention to some of our recurring things, our recurring gags, our recurring kind of mannerisms as two best buds on the show. And I've put together terrible at this. No, it's okay. I've put together five questions oh boy. for you to answer regarding our track record as the Fable Fellows so far. This is great. Okay, I'm 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 ga- I'm 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 ready. You ready? Uh, yes. Okay. And for a couple of these, I will give you uh three answers and I'll say like warmer or colder depending on which direction you're trending in just to make it fair. Okay, I like that better than multiple choice. Oh yeah, don't worry. Uh, there's no multiple choice here, Love except it. for except for the first one. Oh, <laughs> question number one of the two of us: which one has had more bleeps on the show thus far? Me. That is correct. Hey, do you know how many? Because I think I, I I think it's three. You have six, and I have six. Three. Oh my yep. gosh, I've done six. Wow. There was that one time where you doubled up. <laughs> you. You bleeped, and then you bleeped because you bleeped, so. <laughs> All right. Yeah, six. Oof. Okay, so nine total. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. One, one out of three episodes, roughly. Yeah. <laughs> wow, when you put it like that, it's not that great of a track record to begin <laughs> with, but I digress. <laughs> Question number two. What is the length of our longest episode debrief? Meaning, from the story's end to our episode wrap-up. Oh, okay, interesting. We have gone on a couple of tangents. I'm going to say 19 minutes. Ooh. Uh, lower. Lower. So you get two okay. more guesses. I'm going to say 14 minutes. Higher. You have Hi- one guess left. Oh, man. Well, okay, I've got a few options. I'll go, <laughs> I'll just split the difference. 16 minutes. Mm. <clears throat> it's 18 minutes. Ah! And that was our Mr. Miyaka episode. <laughs> wow, that was, okay, that was early. Yeah, it's early, but it makes sense because we had so much to say about this weird little goblin, and we were building up the lore of just how this neighborhood of regular people deals with a cannibal that lives down the block. <laughs> 
All right, good stuff. Okay, so I'm one for two. Yep. All right. Question number three. How many episodes feature Riley breaking into song slash reciting song lyrics? A pretty good amount, especially recently. I'm going to say ten. Higher. And I will say this, much higher. Okay. We Remember, we've had 30 episodes. 25. That's exactly it, 25! <laughs> Fantastic. I do it so much! Sweet, okay, well, I nailed it in two. Alright, so I'm two for three. This is good. So far, I'm trending well. Really good track record. Alright. Number four. If we were to treat each episode it featured in as a quote-unquote chapter, how many chapters were there of The Z Fighter? Oh, uh, eleven. It's like a quite a few, but I don't think it. I I can't. Oh, it's been more than a third of the show has been the Z Fighter. Um, thirteen. Lower. (laughs) Twelve. Yes, twelve. Yes. Yes. Three for four. Great playing the averages there. (laughs) I'm so upset that I got the uh, outro one wrong because I could be I could have a perfect score right now if I get this next question. All right, your final question. What is the joke that is said the most on this podcast? What? I guarantee you, if you take some time to think about it, you will know. What is the joke that is said the most on this podcast? Ladies and gentlemen, Prince? That was said once, Carter. No, I've said it twice. <laughs> okay. Well, no, you get it's, two Are we guesses. counting go- is good banter? Does that count as a joke? does do you want to say that as your guess then yeah that'll be my second guess incorrect you get one more okay what okay so really banter counts as a joke really take a second to think on it a joke that we say pretty regularly like since the very beginning since the very beginning i'll give you another additional joke it's mostly one i say (laughs) Is it like when you sort of, like, exhaustingly say, like, oh, like, you make some sarcastic comment about a decision a character makes? Am I in the ballpark? Uh, I think that's a little too vague. But, like, am I, am I, zoom, am I, am I orbiting? Yeah, yeah, you're definitely in the orbit. Okay. Uh, I feel like, it's like, yeah, when... Man, I don't know. I can't. I can't think of the exact word. We're gonna set a twenty-second timer on the phone, and then not, that's when we have to wrap it. Fair enough. I can't think of the exact wording, but I feel like it's. You're overthinking it, my friend. Oh uh, man. The fable fellas. Listen to. I feel like the most the most common thing that you you say is just when you go great <laughs> when something happens. Okay, the most said joke on the podcast is when we pretend that the story has just ended at a weird spot and we say oh. the end. <laughs> Interesting. How many times has that happened? Every episode. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Almost every episode. At some point, it became easier to just count the episodes where it didn't happen. <laughs> wow, what a good segment. I like Fable Fellows for trivia. I thought you would. <laughs> That's very fun. All right. I have a story by Charles Perrault. Ooh. And it is called The Sleeping Beauty. 
in the wood. The, hmm. Is there any way we can truncate that a little bit? Nope. Make it roll off the tongue a little more. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, frankly, I don't think anyone's ever tried. <laughs> it's too dangerous. All right. Once there was a royal couple who grieved excessively because they had no children. And now I love to think that they are just a nightmare to be around. (laughs) (laughs) My my child was never born. Not a single one. Not one. Counselor, tell me how many children I have. You have none, sir. (laughs) No! <laughs> My self worth is tied up into leaving a legacy. Um, oh, I'm excessively upset. The king across the way has seventy two children. Oh, don't how, remind me. How am I supposed to measure up to him? <laughs> but little doesn't know that that king has his own troubles. See, we always see the grass as greener on the other side. This Good night, so everybody. <laughs> Does that count as the end? <laughs> I but think it does, actually. As one of them. <laughs> yeah, just inserting a moral so we can go home early. <laughs> when at last, after long waiting, the queen presented her husband with a little daughter. Uh, hmm. So. Honey, you'll never guess what I picked up from the doctor's office. Not necessarily their daughter, <laughs> but a daughter. <laughs> His majesty showed his joy by giving a christening feast so grand that the like of it was never known. He invited all the fairies in the land, there were seven altogether, to stand godmothers to the little princess. All seven of them. All seven of them. Like, if you say you're inviting all of them in the land, that implies that there's way more than just a set number. If they said, yes, we invited all of the fable fellas, it's going to make it sound a lot more grandiose than it actually is. (laughs) <laughs> you and I walk in the front steps of the castle with sleeping bags under our arms and a bag of Triscuits. <laughs> you know, at the birth of Christ, they invited all of the wise men. <laughs> and they all came. That's exactly right. See, Every that's single... what I mean. If it's a number under ten, just say that you invited that number of the people. With all Don't three. Me... All three of them. <laughs> Oh, and so, and he was being a little selfish here. He says, to stand godmothers to the little princess, hoping that each might bestow on her some good gift, as was the custom of good fairies in those days. Yeah, typical. We gotta go to a party. What are we gonna bring the daughter? (laughs) Oh, man. All right, can we agree on a 50 drachma limit? (laughs) (laughs) After the ceremony, all the guests returned to the palace, where there was placed before each fairy godmother a magnificent covered dish with an embroidered table napkin and a knife and fork of pure gold studded with diamonds and rubies. That's not a familiar detail for the story. (laughs) Whoa. But alas, as they placed themselves at table, they entered an old fairy. Oh, there entered an old fairy who had never been invited. The eighth fairy. Whoa. Now, that's not fair, story. You can't say all seven of them. And then say, except, except, even the narrator, even the narrator left the eighth fairy out. So deep is their (laughs) desire to leave her behind. (laughs) There entered an old fairy who had never been invited because more than 50 years since she had left the king's dominion on a tour of pleasure and had not been heard of until this day. Oh, okay. So it's not, it's not the king's fault. No, she was just on holiday. Yeah. Just on a 50 year tour of pleasure. You know, I will say every version of Sleeping Beauty I've ever read 
basically makes it sound like the king and all the other fairies, they have no one to blame but themselves, because yeah, Maleficent is kind of a little on the darker side, but if they just followed the rules and invited her like all the other fairies, nothing bad would have happened. Like we didn't have a forwarding address. How could we have even sent you anything? (laughs) If we had known, I want your gifts from the godmothers to my daughter, I would have invited you had I known where you were. But you were on a tour of pleasure, which is the only thing I'm going to put for my vacation request from now on. (laughs) That is such a great way to say holiday. Yeah, there needs to be a spot in between sick leave and personal day for leave of pleasure. Exactly. That's the, I guess that is the problem, right? Because as, as educators, we've already got our uh, summer tours of pleasure. We can't really say like, oh, this week I'm going to be out due to a tour of pleasure. Which is weird because the students seem to do it all the time. <laughs> and then it's my problem when they come back and they haven't done anything. Let's move forward. <laughs> His majesty, much troubled, desired a cover to be placed for her, but it was of common delft. Hmm? It was of common delft. I'm going to need a spelling and definition on that. I have never seen this word in my life. It's D-E-L-F-T. Delft. I mean, I can, I can, I can decide, I can tell what it means. Basically, he did not have any more gold knives and forks studded with diamonds and rubies and embroidered table napkins. So the spread that they had to give this fairy was of common Delft. Which is a city in the Netherlands, according to the Google machine. Ah, uh, oh, maybe, maybe, does maybe, does the Netherlands city make napkins and silverware? Oh, wait, hold up. English or Dutch tin-glazed earthenware, typically decorated by hand in blue on a white background. Ah. That's so super specific, and I do not know why they kept that in the story. <laughs> so he he could only give her the common silverware and plates. Yeah. For he had ordered from his jeweler only seven gold dishes for the seven fairies aforesaid. Man, this king, uh, has really laid an egg at this party of his. Seriously. The old fairy thought herself neglected and muttered angry threats, which were overheard by one of the younger fairies, who chanced to to sit beside her. This good godmother, good godmother, (laughs) afraid of harm to the pretty (laughs) baby. Good god! Good... I'm not a good I'm not a good godmother. I'm a good godmother. <laughs> that was a line cut from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I like it. Afraid of harm to the pretty baby, hasten to hide herself the behind the hangings baby. in the wall. Behind the hangings in the wall. I'm I'm imagining like draping curtains and, and things. No no no, she she sealed herself in the wall brick by brick like the Casco <laughs> of Tolado. It's all part of her master plan. She's like, oh my gosh, I have to protect this pretty baby, and I will do so by trapping myself in in the wall. (laughs) It's all part of the long con. She did this because she wished all the others to speak first, so that if any ill gift were bestowed on the child, she could counteract it. Man, what a good idea. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, let let the mean, no, let the angry fairy do her thing. And they're like, Mm -hmm. all right. Now I have time to choose my words very carefully. Now this does really, I feel like this, this establishes a sort of fairy logic here where the law, the laws of fairy power are that when you are asked to bestow your gift, you get to do one magic thing and then that's it and you have to go home is what it sounds like. That's, that us- that's usually how it works. Like isn't her, yeah, I'm pretty sure Maleficent's whole thing is, hey, your gift is, 
you're going to touch a needle on your 18th birthday. You're just going to die. Bye. And then Bye. Leaves. See ya. But then she's where so these... mad that she just got the basic kitchenette set. But why can't other se- seven other fairies who are seeing all of this be like, uh, actually, nah, we're going to counterspell or whatever. <laughs> counterspell. I'm very curious to know how this one good godmother was going to do something <laughs> about this. But here we go. The six now offered their good wishes, which, unlike most wishes, were sure to come true. <laughs> All right. I mean, I get it. You're, you're fairy godmothers. You don't need to further sell your services. I love this when you, because it's like when, when, when Charles Perrault is telling this story to like his ga- grandchildren around the fireplace, he's like, now fairy godmothers, when they grant wishes, those come true. When you ask for wishes, those don't come true. Do you mm-hmm. see the difference? And that's why we're not going to Disneyland ever again. <laughs> the fortunate little princess was too grown up the fit. No, was to grow up the fairest woman in the world, to have a temper sweet as an angel, to be perfectly graceful and gracious, to sing like a nightingale, to dance like a leaf on a tree, and to possess every accomplishment under the sun. Neat. There's one. Do you think a leaf on a tree is doing a lot of dancing? A single leaf on a tree? Uh, yeah, dance like a leaf on a tree. I, it, yeah, now that I think about it, that's kind of a weird simile, right? Because yeah. I guess it is like, you know, trees kind of look like they're dancing when it's windy out. But it's not right. like a particular leaf. Like, dang, look at that leaf going off over there. So she's so gracious. She's perfect at everything. But when she dances, she dances with her feet, like, cemented <laughs> to the floor. And then she like waves a- her arms like a wacky, yeah. wavy, inflatable arm flailing tube man. Exactly. Like, that's what I think of when I think of a leaf attached to a tree branch. And and I think, how would I say that that is dancing? It's dancing like a wacky inflatable arm man. <laughs> so, so that one, that that fairy didn't quite get it together. But yeah. then, then the old fairy's turn came. Shaking her head spitefully, she uttered the wish that when the baby grew up into a young lady and learned to spin, she might prick her finger with the terrible with the spindle and die of the wound. <laughs> right, which can we all saw you, coming. Can you imagine? The awkwardness around the table at that moment. Seriously, and 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 you're not um, you've you've completely <laughs> read the next sentence, which is at this terrible prophecy, all the guests shuddered, and some of the more tender-hearted began to weep. Can you just imagine them going like, "Oh no, <laughs> are you kidding? This was such a good party." Yeah, man, why'd you have to be such a bummer squad, Eighth Fairy? And then, like, you know, the, the minor lords and ladies are like, should we go? The energy in this room has palpably changed. Yeah, the vibe is now... The the vibe is unsalvageable. <laughs> if we go get our carriage now, we probably don't have to tip the boy so much, very much. <laughs> we could just go. We could go and we could probably watch an episode of The Crown <laughs> before we get too tired. They wouldn't be interested in The Crown. That's life for them. Oh, that it's reality so TV for them. We could get an episode of, what's the opposite of The Crown? What is the opposite of The Crown? (laughs) What TV show is the opposite of The Crown? Big Bang Theory? (laughs) 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 The opposite of The Crown is The Big Bang Theory. I kind of think the opposite of The Crown is The Big Bang Theory. I kind of think you're right. I don't think there's a single answer that would be more satisfying in my broken mind than that. Yeah, that's what it is. The 
The lately happy parents were almost out of their wits with grief and fair dinkum, upon which the wise young fairy appeared from behind the tapestry, saying cheerfully, Your majesties may comfort themselves. The princess shall not die ever again. No. Uh, I have no power to alter the ill fortune just wished by her, by my ancient sister. Her My <laughs> she's old, so, she's decrepit, so old. <laughs> decked out with crow's feet sister. Yeah, my, my super old sister. My festering pile of garbage sister. Her finger must be pierced, and she shall then sink, not into the sleep of death, but into a sleep that will last a hundred years. After that time is ended, the son of a king shall come and awake her. Then all the fairies vanished. Huh. All right. <laughs> so, so Smoke bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, her her addition to it is basically to yes and the evil prophecy. When you were doing uh, for trivia, did you count the amount of times that somebody disappeared and I said smoke bomb? <laughs> I didn't, but that definitely appeared a couple times too. Because I think that, that's got to be like the fourth at least. The king, in the hope of avoiding his daughter's doom, issued an edict forbidding all persons to spin and even to have spinning wheels in their houses on pain of instant death. Which is ironic. But it was in vain. One day when she was just 15 years of age, the king and queen left their daughter alone in one of their castles. One of their castles. One of their castles. One of my homes. Ugh. Can't relate. Our summer castle. Because I can barely afford the rent. <laughs> Where wandering about at her will, she came to an ancient donjon tower. Donjon. <laughs> Wait, it says. D-O-N-J-O-N? Yeah, donjon tower. I is love that, that. Am I even saying it right? A Dijon tower. You know what? I think you're saying it right, and I refuse to fact check it. Great. Climbed to the top of it, and there found a very old woman, so old and deaf that she had never heard of the king's edict, busy with her wheel. Yeah, I bet. What are you doing, good old woman? said the princess. What is that? (laughs) What is that? I've never seen one of those in my entire life. I am spitting, my pretty child. Oh, how charming. Let me try it. She stands up and spins in a circle. I can also spin. Look. Actually, I can't because I only dance like a leaf stuck to a tree. (laughs) Which is a huge shame. She had no sooner taken up the spindle than, being lively and obstinate, she handled it so awkwardly and carelessly that the point pierced her finger. Now, I have a contention to make here. Yeah, wasn't she said to be the most graceful of the land in one of the fairy gifts? Yes, and, and to possess every accomplishment under the sun. So... She should be innately and instantly perfect at this. Yeah. Do you think... Do you think the evil fairy... (laughs) Okay, granted. Like, this is rough, right? This is a rough uh, curse to put on a child. To instantly die when your finger is pricked by a needle? Yeah, Yeah, I think that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. As curses go. What's the over-under on a version of this where instead she just gives something else that... Wild, widely affects the quality of life of the child. Like, what if she just walked up and said, your child will have the worst IBS known to humankind, and then vanished? <laughs> your child's ears will always be ringing. <laughs> and then the other fairy comes up and says, ah, shoot, um, you're, uh. but your child will always be within a minute's reach of a restroom. <laughs> like, I feel like a sweeping quality of life uh, nerf would definitely have a greater effect than just hey, they're dead, because that's way easier to combat by the, her uh, other fairy friend. 
Yeah, I think I I mean I really what this gets gets back to is that this the evil uh fairy is just such a jerk. Yeah. Like <laughs> and and, comp- and so unreasonably so. Because you, 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 I just can't get over the fact that she gets to go on a 50-year adventure of pleasure and then come back, like, right when the princess is born, right at this moment, this is when she chooses to. She's got her own things to sort out. Yeah, she should feel grateful that she made it on time. Seriously. Though it was so small a wound, she fainted away at once and dropped silently down on the floor. <laughs> the, poor old, the poor old woman called for help. Now, if I was the poor old woman, now, now, for, I, now I know that she does not know about this edict, but I'm... Very concerned for her safety at this point. (laughs) The poor woman called for help. Shortly came the ladies-in-waiting, who tried every means to restore their young mistress. But all their care was useless. She lay, beautiful as an angel, the color still lingering in her lips and cheeks. Her fair bosom softly stirred with her breath. Only her eyes were fast closed. When the king, her father... (laughs) We know! Thank you! Thank you. And the queen, her mother... Thank you! (laughs) beheld her thus they knew regret was idle all had happened as the cruel fairy meant but they also knew that their daughter would not sleep forever though after 100 years it was not likely they would either of them behold her awakening that's reasonable until that happy hour should arrive they determined to leave her in repose they sent away all the physicians and attendants and themselves sorrowfully laid her upon a bed of embroidery in the most elegant apartment in the palace there she slept and looked like a sleeping angel still. wonder what the rent was for that apartment. Seriously. Probably, made no- pay- probably nothing. <laughs> yeah, they made their unconscious <laughs> daughter pay the rent. They had somebody. Like, even though we will be dead, make sure she is accruing interest on all of her debt. <laughs> when this misfortune happened, the kindly young fairy who had saved the princess by changing her sleep of death into the sleep of a hundred years was 12,000 leagues away in the kingdom of Madakeen. Wow, someone wasn't paying attention. She was on her own adventure of pleasure. (laughs) But but being informed of everything, somehow, she arrived speedily in a chariot of fire drawn by dragons. Okay, if she could be a... Whoa. That's intense. (laughs) Where was this? And if she could be informed of everything, then why couldn't the eighth fairy be informed of everything while she was on her business of pleasure? Yeah, it's it's self-selected ignorance, and she needs to do a lot of work on herself before she can, uh, you know, she'll, and she, she'd get an invitation. It doesn't. There's nothing we can say. <laughs> nothing we can do. The king was somewhat startled by the sight. Fair. Again, fair. <laughs> Only somewhat. He's, ha- he's somewhat. had a rough week. Do you think somewhat startled just that the fairy was appearing out of nowhere, but when, when the seven fairies initially appeared, they were all on dragons or equally insane beasts? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's just one of those things where he sees the dragons coming out of the sky and he's just thinking, this might as well happen. Just like, the oh. week I've... And then he sees the fairy on top. He's like, oh, okay. Not okay, the worst case scenario. This isn't terrible necessarily. Nevertheless, he went to the door of his palace and with a mourn- and with mournful countenance presented her his hand to descend. The fairy condoled with his majesty and approved of all he had done. Then, being a fairy of great common sense and foresight, she she suggested that the princess, awakening after a hundred years in this old castle, might be a good deal embarrassed, especially with a young prince by her side, to God. find herself alone. How mortifying! So, to find Couldn't herself alone, but with, but with this potential prince. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Well, this, 
This is going to wreak havoc upon the kingdom. Accordingly, without asking anyone's leave, she touched with her magic wand the entire population of the palace, except the king and queen, governesses, ladies of honor, waiting maids, gentlemen ushers, cooks, kitchen girls, pages, footmen, down to the horses that were in the stables and the grooms that attended them. She touched each of and all. Wait a minute, you just said she didn't. I'm confused. That? Okay, hold on. All right, all right. I'm just gonna step back and let you uh, sort that one out for me. Okay, so what they're basic, what she's saying is she with she's gonna cast a spell on everybody in the in the palace except the king and queen. But then it goes on to list right after this who who she does cast the spell on. Okay, and uh, why not the king they... and queen? Well, I guess so they can continue to rule without any staff to serve them. And the king says, "I'd rather die." <laughs> I'd rather Maybe. die without my things. <laughs> oh. Now I haven't seen Sleeping Beauty, the Disney movie, but you gotta you gotta let me know if this character is in there. Okay, because it says nay with kind consideration for the feelings of the princess. She even touched the little fat lap dog Puffy. <laughs> Hell, is, yeah, is Puffy. Puffy Sleeping Beauty? Uh, I haven't watched the movie in so long. Give me a second. Sleeping Beauty Puffy. Is there a tongue that... called Puffy? Well, when I image search it, I'm just getting a lot of Puffy dresses. So this might be a, a first draft character, so to speak. I love this. Who had laid himself down beside his mattress uh, on her splendid bed. Oh, his not his mat. He had laid himself down beside his mistress on her splendid bed. Aww. He, like all the rest, fell fast asleep in a moment. The very spits that were before the kitchen fire ceased turning, and the fire itself went out, and everything became as silent as if it were the middle of the night, or as if the palace were a palace of the dead. Well, okay, cool. pick one or the other. That second yeah. one is way stronger than it's midnight, or actually, no, it's not midnight, it's everyone dead. Like, pick a lane. That's very first draft, yeah. There's like editor's note, pick a metaphor. <laughs> you have the king two queen... okay metaphors. Pick one yeah. to make good. Yeah. Change this. The king and queen having kissed their daughter and wept over her a little, but not much. <laughs> Just a tiny bit. That's what it says. She looks so sweet and content. Departed from the castle, giving orders that it was to be approached no more. The command was unnecessary, for in one quarter of an hour there sprang up around it a wood so thick and thorny that neither beasts nor men could attempt to penetrate there. Above this dense mass of forest could only be seen the top of the high tower, where a lovely prince sle princess huh, slept. Man, should that be the end of part one? Do you think it should be the end of part one? There's still three pages <laughs> and it's been going for 40 minutes it has been but that's because we both had opening bits that's true who knows what will happen next after this forest has sprung around will in a hundred years a prince come to save our sleeping princess anything could happen do you think um do you think all that was necessary how's oh. this kingdom that they need the woods to happen i think I think the woods is just another thing that the evil fairy does, just to say, "All right, no, you're not gonna take this from me. I'm, I'm gonna get my extremely petty curse brought to fruition." <laughs> does that mean then that, like, let's say on on the end, the hundred year anniversary of her sleep, if a prince does not show up to break this curse, 
uh, Sleeping Beauty will straight up just die anyway. Yes, I believe that's the case, that in the story that um, Maleficent keeps throwing things in the way of the prince in order to waylay him enough that the hundred years pass, and he gets there right at the buzzer. Nice. Good job. We'll have to see if that kind of thing occurs. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. What you been reading, Carter? Uh, the book that I want to recommend is uh, specifically, because I'm still in the middle of the book I recommended many episodes ago. Uh, Which is I Perdido Street Station. Perdido Street Station. This week, I would like to just give a shout out to the audiobook for The Lord of the Rings, specifically narrated by Andy Serkis, Ooh. Uh, who, who in the movies played the creature Gollum. Good get. And I know that there are two camps. If if you are a Lord of the Rings audiobook aficionado, then you probably already have a preference. And it's probably the person who did it before Andy Serkis. But he brings a very refreshing voice, like a, you know, a modern voice to the stories. And he goes hard into the paint on voices, on songs. You would have no idea. Like, this guy has a hundred different voices in him. And he works magic and of course when Gollum is on stage you know you get to hear Gollum again but like all of the things that he was he would say in this in the book you know not just the movies so he's definitely he's he's on there but like you know he's everybody he (laughs) from Galadriel to Legolas to Gimli to Tom Bombadil he's doing everything that he should and it's fantastic it's such a ride now surely you mean Tom Bombadil right Tom Bombadil (laughs) Bilbo begins (laughs) that's right (laughs) Thomas Bomba Beetle (laughs) I've been thinking non-stop about that stupid joke last episode (laughs) fool of a tuuk pipipin tuuk yeah so that's my recommendation the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy as as narrated by Andy Serkis who done voiced the creature Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies directed by Peter Jackson and people really do have a lot of strong opinions about everything Lord of the Rings related. But Carter, Carter's one of those people that you can pretty much trust what he has to say about the franchise. So listen to him when he says, check out Andy Serkis's work. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've I've really developed, I think, out of in uh, my late 20s and the, the, I guess, the cusp of my 30s is... That I no longer am a diehard fan of anything. I don't think there's a single thing where like like something I would I have to follow this. I have to watch the new whatever or if, or if something comes out about anything like and I used to have lots of things where I'd be like, oh my god, I love Firefly so much or Lord mm. of the Rings so much or whatever whatever have you. Now I'm like, yeah, it's good. I really liked it. That hmm. you know that makes me kind of sad to hear actually. <laughs> Like, I just don't, I just don't gotta like, I don't know. I think what happened, and honestly, I can, I I think I can pinpoint, like when Amazon's Rings of Power came out, and I'd say that probably Lord of the Rings is like my favorite franchise, but when Rings of Power came out, I was like, do I have, I I didn't watch the last episode because I was like, that's not for me. And that's okay. I don't have to just absorb every bit of Lord of the Rings that's out there because it exists. That's fair. But I also know that there was a lot of, uh, division on how people saw the quality of that show yeah didn't it reveal that mordor's original name was like ardor or something and then the orcs just kept uh, mispronouncing it until it became mordor 
It's hard to tell. <laughs> because hard. because the moment when that happens in the show is so obtuse, like it doesn't and I sent you the clip of it uh, to the chat on when when this happens and they have like a caption on the screen where it's like showing the mountain that's just exploded and it says like the eastern lands but then the sh- then this multi like billion dollar show has this like crosses out the eastern lands and replaces it with mordor <laughs> while all of the people are chanting what is not the word mordor but like they are just going like ardor and it's not like it's yeah it's and it's not like the place was ever called ardor i think they named it after like the general who had like the orc general it doesn't it's so it so strange and confusing now that we're talking about it aloud it really does sound like it's just biting the whole reveal of how hodor got his name in game of thrones doesn't it it is a bit like that it's a bit like that we and, mispronounced um, this thing until the mispronunciation became the thing i would just also t- since we're talking about it give one suggestion to people who make any tv show uh which is if you're going to make a TV show, especially set in a fantasy world, don't make your main character uh, perfect <laughs> at everything. That's, Always. That's not even about fantasy. That's about just basic <laughs> stories. Nobody likes a main character that has it all figured out. Yes. The Lord of the Rings works because a person who's not supposed to be a hero is a hero. And Rings of Power doesn't work because the story is about uh, a powerful elven warrior who doesn't fail at anything she attempts. Some of the best stories out there are about main characters or protagonists who you're really not supposed to root for at the start. Like uh, Scott Pilgrim, that still has maintained a level of popularity, and Scott Pilgrim objectively himself is an idiot, and when you first meet him, like, you... Like the whole premise is that he has to become a better person, someone who you want to root for. And I will say, like maybe, and and maybe you can make a character who's very good at stuff, and and you, that this happens all the time. Like Scott Pilgrim, he's already a great musician. He's already a good fighter for uh, somehow, apropos of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also very funny and flawed in other ways. And would it kill Galadriel to crack a joke? <laughs> yes, because she's an elf, which is what Lord of the Movies, especially in the Lord of the Rings universe, should not be about. Even Legolas made jokes. Remember when he was like, do you want me to find you a box, Gimli? <laughs> He's an elf. What gives? Come on. Okay. There is still a little spark in me. A little fire. <laughs> we brought it back. Fan the flame. Be passionate, Ardor. Carter. Ardor. Ardor. Uh, if you want to continue listening to the Fable Fellas, let all your friends know that they should as well, uh, because we can be found everywhere. Everywhere? And they'll be like, is it this one with the bad thumbnail? And we'll be like, <laughs> does it say with Carter and Riley on it? And they'll be like, yes. And they'll be like, yes. We'll, we'll get one. a better one at some point. Have Do they have thir- Do they have exactly 30 excellent episodes? And you'll be like, yes, they do. <laughs> But then 100%. update that because that will change in a couple weeks' time when there's now 31 excellent episodes. Yeah. The, what I, I'll just commit to saying that exact thing that I said just now, uh, but upping the number by one every time. Yeah, you'll just you'll insert this at the end of each episode, but just edit in a new number. Do you know we have 31 solid <laughs> episodes to listen and enjoy to? Wow. I love these 31 excellent <laughs> episodes about fairy tales told unfairly. Let's just get the next 10 done. 32. 
33, 34. I could just copy. Arda, just... Arda, Arda. <laughs> Goodbye until next time, everybody, for part two of Sleeping Beauty in the Wood. I've been Carter. I'm still Riley. And keep it viddy.